Welcome to the Goat Channel Podcast. Topics for today. We're going to do another top 10 edition. We're going to have first up top 10 cartoons. Second up my top 10 favorite baseball players. So not necessarily top 10 baseball players obviously. But my top 10 favorite baseball players. That's going to be just a little bit later. So on the podcast of the top 10s. We're going to top 10 cartoons. Now... Here's some honorable mentions that aren't on the 1 through 10. Chippendale. DuckTales. Tiny Toon Adventures. Cow and Chicken and Angry Beavers. And so I'm in like 90s is when I grew up watching cartoons. And I still watch cartoons now, but 90s was when I was watching, you know, tons of cartoons, obviously, and that's a lot of these are 90s cartoons. Um, so, we're going to go 10 down to 1. Number 10, Animaniacs. I just watched that again recently. It might have not been nearly as good um, now that I watched it, but when I was a kid, I used to watch it all the time. Cat Dog, that was one of my favorites. I wish I could find it somewhere. I don't know if it's out there. Uh, but I would love to watch it again. I mean, it's exactly how it sounds if you hadn't watched it. Cat Dog. Uh, Tailspin. It's from the creators of, like, the Jungle Book. Maybe not the creators, but it's kind of got the characters in it. Blue. And Blue is by far my favorite character of all time. Uh, in, like, a Disney video or cartoon or movie um, but Tailspin is number 8 number 7 Timon and Pumbaa this was one that I used to watch all the time I mean this was by far my favorite they go hunting for bugs all the time like they're my favorite in The Lion King um, but this was probably I don't, I don't want to say by far my favorite because it's number 7 on the list but it was by far one of the cartoons I watched all the time and honestly it could be moved up maybe a spot or two but I used to watch it all the time so it wasn't by far my favorite obviously because I have a number seven but it was one I watched tons Flintstones I just like everything about the Flintstones I mean I watched the movies cartoon I would really love to have some paintings and like they got like animation art of them but the Flintstones, that's just a classic. Um, and anything that's on Fruity Pebbles. Like I said, any Flintstones on Fruity Pebbles, that's why I like Fruity Pebbles. But it's kind of the same way. It, you know, Fruity Pebbles are so good and the Flintstones are on them, they got to be up there, right? So, Flintstones number six. We got number five, Looney Tunes. Just Looney Tunes in general, that's just the whole classic, like, you know, you have the Roadrunner and Coyote, a part of the Looney Tunes. You got, you know, Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, uh, Daffy Duck. So you have, you know, Looney Tunes is a combination of great cartoon characters. Um, and that just make it, you know, what it is. So that's number five. Number four, Popeye. 
I used to love Popeye eating that spinach and getting muscles. I don't know if I ever ate spinach and got muscles, but or attempted to or whatever. But I mean, that's just one of those. That's just another real classic cartoon. But Tom and Jerry. Now Tom and Jerry has been around forever. It feels like, and like it seems like they can keep coming out with movies and stuff of them. But it's just a simple. Sometimes they work together. Um, but it's just a simple cat and mouse and the cat tries to get the mouse and the mouse outsmarts the cat I mean that's just the simple concept of it all Uh, number two on the list is Rugrats Tommy Pickle uh, Chucky Angelica and so Tommy Pickle's is I mean just the Rugrats in general it's one of those it's like an exploration for little kids like they're little babies who explore and that's basically the whole concept of it and I remember watching it a ton as a kid and my top one and I absolutely love this I watch this every morning when it was on Woody Woodpecker I remember it being on before I went to school when I used to watch it all the time. And I watched it the other day and I still could watch Woody Woodpecker all the time. So let's give it a little rundown. Again, we'll go from 1 to 10. And then we'll take a short little break after I'm done with 10. And we'll come back with the top, my top favorite baseball players of all time. So Woody Woodpecker, 1, 2 Rugrats, 3 Tom and Jerry. Four Popeye, five Looney Tunes, six Flintstones, seven Timon and Pumbaa, eight Tailspin, nine Cat Dog, and ten Animaniacs, and we'll be right back. We are back with my top ten favorite baseball players of all time. These necessarily aren't the best, but my favorite honorable mentions and my favorite if I went 15 deep would be Javi Lopez, Yogi Bear, and Nolan Ryan. They didn't make the top 10, but those are guys that I really liked. I could probably make a top 50. Um, so here it is. We'll count down again, 10 to one, Andrew Jones and Andrew Jones Honestly, to me, he should be in the Hall of Fame based on his defense and everything he did for those Braves teams. So me, as a Braves fan, I, you know, I'm a big Braves fan. So that's my favorite team. So I got a lot of Braves in the list, um, but the the best era of the Braves, you had Andrew Jones, Smolt. Maddox, Chipper Jones, you know, those those guys were all there at one time. And that's that to me is the great era of like Braves baseball, the great nineties. Uh Maddox, if I didn't say him, but so Andrew Jones, the center fielder for the Braves in the nineties, early two thousands. Him and Chipper made up the Jones crew and he is smooth. He swung out of his shoes. Hit quite a bit of home runs. 
Uh, so he's number 10. Nine, Vlad Guerrero. Now, Vladimir Guerrero absolutely smashed. And he would hit balls off the ground. He would swing at anything. But he could hit anything, which was the craziest part about Vlad. But another guy, Dontrell Willis, is number eight. Now, Dontrell Willis basically had a couple good years. I don't know. It probably wasn't a very big span of years. I couldn't tell you right off the top how many good years he had. But Dontrell Willis had this funky pitching style. He put his hat crooked. He put his leg like all the way back behind him. And so Dontrell Willis was just that personality in baseball, I guess, especially as a pitcher too. He had this personality as a pitcher, which was fantastic. And so number seven, John Smoltz, starter, closer. He'd done it all. Like he was just he he done it all. He was good at too. He was he was good at both. He was good at everything he did. And he could close games and he could start games. He had really good postseason numbers. Uh, John Smoltz is number seven. Number six is Pedro. Pedro was just incredible. I mean, in his prime. And even when he went to Boston, which was some of his prime, but he was one of just the best pitchers to me. To me, I'd have to say he's a top 10 pitcher of all time. I don't know if the stats would back that up necessarily, um, but I think he's underrated for how good he really was. Number five, Manny Ramirez. I just like the style, the way he went about the game, the passion he had, and he, he worked hard. You know what I'm saying? He he worked hard. He had fun. And he was smooth with it. And number four, Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox, I don't know if there's much more to say. Greg Maddox is the top five pitcher of all time. Probably the most control out of any pitcher or up there. Didn't have to throw it hard because he could paint the corners. I mean, he's definitely one of the top pitchers of all time. He could be in the conversation for probably the top pitcher of all time. He, he was that good. Barry Bonds, number three. Now, people are going to have up and downs and have, you know, some differing opinions on Barry Bonds. But he was so good. He was so good before the alleged steroids. He never got caught for steroids, so I, I'm going to keep saying alleged. But... He was just so good, and he was so good when he was started hitting those homers too. He was just crushing balls and getting walked, and you know Barry Bonds. I, you know, I know. I don't know if he'll ever get in the Hall of Fame. I doubt it. It's not looking good. And but without the steroids allegations, he he might go down as one of the best to ever do it he would probably be the top to ever do it. And he's still probably one of the top to ever do it. Um, he just might not be first now. So Barry Bonds, number three, number two, Bryce Harper. Now I watched Bryce Harper. I seen a story on him when he was a 16 year old kid and he went from high school to junior college, 
because he wanted to use wood bats, I think it was, and to improve his baseball game and all that stuff. And he's had some up and downs in the league, but he did win MVP. But, man, Bryce Harper, just the story of Bryce Harper is what caught my attention. And then I've just been a fan ever since, ever since he... I like the way he hustles and plays hard and everything. So Bryce Harper's number two. Number one, Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones is the man. Switch hitting. One of the best switch hitters of all time. Maybe not the top, but definitely up there. Hall of Famer. One of the best players, really, in his era. Uh, Braves, so that makes it a... You know, him being a brave third baseman, left fielder. He was just smooth with it. He was good from both sides. He played hard, and he was kind of the heart of the Braves for a bunch of years, and that's that's when you become a fan. I mean, if you're a Braves fan, uh, he's usually in your conversation as like one of your top players. Uh, so that's top ten favorite baseball players. We'll go one more time, and we'll go from one to ten. And then we'll take our little short little break and we'll get to our goat quote of the day. So number one, Chipper Jones. Number two, Bryce Harper. Number three, Barry Bonds. Number four, Greg Maddox. Number five, Manny Ramirez. Number six, Pedro Martinez. Number seven, John Smoltz. Number eight, John Trail Willis. Number nine, Vladimir Guerrero. And number ten, Andrew Jones. That's it for my top ten favorite. We'll see you at the GOAT quote in just a few minutes. Here we are with the GOAT quote of the day. Life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. Basically, you shouldn't have to solve your whole life. You shouldn't have to solve it throughout your whole life. Because... A reality to be experienced. You want to experience the reality of life instead of solving any kind of issues with life. Just live it as a whole experience. That's how I got. That's what I got from it. Um, life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. And we're going to take a break and be right back. Thank you for tuning in to the Go Channel Podcast. If you like any of this material or any other material, go to check out the YouTube and all my links. Appreciate you listening. Until next time, go out.